Welcome to Newborn to Teen and Everything in Between, the podcast from Bespoke Family. I'm Bex. And I'm Claire. Thanks for joining us as we tackle the ups and downs of life with children, helping you to get the best out of your time together. No rules, no judgment, just guidance. So grab a cuppa and let's get started with today's episode. Welcome to this week's episode of Newborn to Teen and Everything in Between. And today we're going to be discussing um, baby sleep or lack of. (laughs) In my experience, babies do not sleep like a baby, as they say. You know how people say, Mm -hmm. oh, sleeping like a baby. And I'm thinking babies do not sleep like a baby, do they? Well, I suppose they do sleep like a baby. It just means that they sleep and they wake and they sleep and they wake. It's that is a baby's sleep. When we talk about it as being solid sleep, that isn't actually the case. Our babies aren't designed to do that. No, they're not, are they? So, I mean, I suppose the first thing is to talk about the fact that babies don't immediately start sleeping through the night and they have to wake up don't they they do but then we do that's what i think we have to understand that we as adults don't sleep solidly through the night like we will come in and out of sleep phases and we will wake and we will just roll over or we will just go you know Um, we don't necessarily remember it we think we've slept all night but we will have had moments where we have kind of come to in a very light sleep possibly even slightly woken and then what you do is you readjust your pillow you readjust your duvet you might you know any of those sorts of things and you just go back to sleep again and so you don't really know so everyone thinks that they sleep all through the night head hits the pillow fast asleep but actually naturally we do have moments through the night where we wake um and what we learn as we get older from being very young through to now is actually we learn those skills of sleeping and going back to sleep when we are roused or when we're coming into those light sleep phases and so when our babies do it and our very young babies do it it's because actually one and and this is this is going to be the tricky part of the age side of things and i think we probably need to talk about that under six months in this particular episode because that's probably easier than talking about sleep generally because it's such a big topic but under those six months they're waking because of hunger because they may need comfort um they're still setting their body clocks They are, you know, adjusting to things like, you know, they still maybe take on food through a 24-hour period. Now, some babies won't. Some babies will start to be going through the night. And when we say going through the night, that's kind of five or more hours of solid sleep. It's not seven till seven. Is it? Is that all? Mm, 11 till five is typically what you would class as sleeping through the night or having a good solid sleep. But the problem is we've got to the stage where everyone seems to have this amazing idea that babies will sleep seven till seven. Now, some babies will. And, you know, some babies may even sleep more than that in the night. So they may do, you know, six till p.m. till 7 a.m. But that's quite 
unrealistic for some other babies Mm -hmm. some we all have different sleep needs and our babies have different sleep needs Mm -hmm. and we have to kind of understand that and when they're very little so when we're talking in that kind of first 12 weeks that you know fourth trimester time they are going to be waking through the night for feeds they are going to still be trying to work out their body clock all of those sorts of things and so we have to understand that they might you know they might not be doing these big stretches that people talk about and I think one thing I'm just going to put out there is if you are in the depths of kind of sleep deprivation because you have a little one who is awake at night and everything else and you think everyone else has it nailed and their babies are sleeping seven till seven don't believe it because it is not naturally the case for a lot of people but there is such a massive stigma around linking how good your baby is to how much they sleep and that is a really tough thing to hear when they're like you know people go oh how are they do they sleep well are they good they're being it's good like, yeah how how's how is a baby who's just come into the world which is totally overstimulating they haven't got a clue what's going on and then they're they're defined on how good they are by how they sleep yet they're not if they are sleeping lots and lots and actually not feeding as well and everything else you'd you'd be concerned then and so yeah you have to be very careful on this whole sleep topic because it's so emotive for so many people and so many it's one of the key questions that anyone ever seems to ask in when you have a new baby how how are are you getting on and there's always a comment about bet you're not getting much sleep bet you're exhausted are they good do they sleep well it's like no how do you define sleeping well they're learning aren't they they're learning and when they first come you think they're in such a lovely little environment when they're in the womb it's you know it's not too bright it's not overstimulating they can hear things they're floating about in some water they can you know kick around they're not wearing clothes they get fed all the time that they need to you know there's no time frames on that and they can wake up when they want they can have a snooze when they want they can pretty much live you know their best life in there on the whole and then (laughs) suddenly they're evicted and they're like whoa there's lights there's noise I'm you know I'm having to adjust to smell I'm having total sensory overload and you've then, got to ask to get fed yeah and actually I'm not, I'm not floating about in anything I'm I'm now you know I'm in clothes I'm being Who put are all down. these other people yep what are these noises these smells what I'm, I'm suddenly having to feed and that's actually quite a lot of energy that that takes up regardless of whether that is breast or bottle um I've got a bit of tummy ache I'm you know I've got a lie in this thing and I don't really know what that is and so there's a lot for them to cope with and then it's like oh how well are they sleeping 
Oh, do you know what? When you describe it like that, it really does bring it home. That whole mm-hmm. kind of how comfortable they are, warm and cozy in, you know, in your tummy, and then all of a sudden, yeah. like you say, they're evicted. And oh my goodness, that is when you actually really, really think of it in that way. Yeah, it's not surprising, is it? It really isn't surprising. By the way, I just have to say, if anyone can hear snoring behind me, mm-hmm. it is Olive, my dog. She is in the deepest sleep and it's just making me laugh because... Oh, great topic, isn't it? Is she's proving. Snoring. <laughs> she's, she's, we've sent her to sleep completely. <laughs> she's bored of listening to us. <laughs> she, I think that might be what it is. But I mean, I think when your baby does um, cry and want you know want you mm-hmm. like I said to to think of it like that mm-hmm. is really really like revelatory almost if you're a new parent you just mm-hmm. have to kind of take yourself and think right this new little baby needs to learn from me how to live really I mean yeah. and that's the case for every stage of a child's life isn't it but when you're a baby they really really do need to know so if they when they're really little, mm. if they cry in the night, are, how quickly can we teach them bad habits? You know, how quickly are we, you know, picking them up and rocking them back to sleep? What what age, you know, shouldn't know we do that? I don't know if you even can call it a bad habit. If it works for you and it works for your baby, okay. then go for it. It's mm. really not. Yeah, It's mm-hmm. what works for you as a family. I think... <laughs> All of that side of things, the comfort side, the the picking your baby up, it's, you know, giving them comfort. You have to remember, they, they're in their primitive brain at this point. They're in survival brain. They're reliant on emotional brain. So they're waiting. Everything is reliant on you. So they are waiting for you to feed them. You, they are waiting for you to comfort them. They are waiting for you to change them. Everything, they're just there going, you better come. You better be there because I, I'm really vulnerable. And so they're in their kind of survival brain. And when they are close to you, they are going to be much more regulated because they know they're safe. And we haven't lost that. That's why we still have our fight, flight, freeze kind of responses to things. We know we're not going, well, it depends on where you are, but we know we're not going to get attacked by a lion around the corner. But yet we still have that in us and we know it's still right there in our you know very primitive brain now we have a logical brain that supports us our babies don't and so I think giving the permission of oh you know you'll create a rod for your own back if you do this that and the other if you cuddle them too much if you do this if you do that actually you know what if you want to cuddle your baby, if you want to do contact naps the whole time and it works for you and it works for your baby, go for it. I don't think I would ever say to a family, you, you know, some people will naturally fall into a bit of a routine. It just sort of happens. It does particularly tend to happen when you have more than one child because you naturally lead into the routine of your older child. But if this is your first baby and you are just going with the flow that's fine and you know for those first kind of six eight ten twelve weeks go for it now some people will potentially look and 
at needing to have a bit more of a structure to their day because that's how they are as a person and that actually having not so much of a routine or not knowing how to kind of go about their day can actually affect the parent more than it's you know so you want to maybe put in something that means that you know how your day is going to look now that again is dependent on the person some people love a routine some people don't and you go with you know you do you um but i would always kind of say the best place to start if you're going to start getting into a bit of a a groove with what you're doing is having a set wake up time every morning now this can be really hard and don't don't put yourself under pressure i wouldn't start looking at this until six eight weeks maybe even a bit later if depending on how you're feeling depends on how the birth was depends on other factors but generally speaking around that kind of six eight weeks you can start to look at kind of developing that kind of day night association um because at this point they're 24 hour clock they don't necessarily differentiate day and night um and so it might be that you start to say do you know what i need the routine of getting up in the morning now you may have had a really rough night and you might just you know be half an hour and you're like just resettled and now I've said that every morning I'm going to get up at seven o'clock but remember if you do do that get up at seven o'clock get your day started get baby's day started lights you know open the curtains good morning chatting engaging all of those sorts of things you might get up have a shower or you might have a bit of breakfast cup of tea whatever you need doesn't mean you can't go back to bed after you've done that you can go back to bed and you can go back and you know sleep again but what it does is it helps set your body clock because your body clock's all over the place because you're waking through the night so it helps you start your circadian rhythms understanding what you're doing and it helps your babies so your baby starts to go okay every morning we wake up and we have a chat and we have the lights on and this must mean it's day and at night time it's quieter darker and so you know, it helps to set those sorts of things. And so you have that set wake up time and you have that set going to bedtime. Um, and so you might kind of look at a bedtime routine is your second point. So you, it can be as gentle as you want it to be. Um, but having a little bedtime routine, um, whether that includes a bath, but looking at things like stories, it typically involves a feed. Um, it then might be that you have a verse of a song that you sing each and every time you before you put your baby to bed and what it does is it just signals to your baby this is what's happening we're about to have a sleep and so many families i've worked for we put that in just that song and it's okay it's time for bed and i i will say um i was with a friend who implemented this and um, she decided she didn't want to sing the song because she didn't feel that her singing voice was going to, you know. And I was like, it's fine. Babies don't don't mind, whatever. <laughs> and we implemented it with um, her little one that she uses just a song that she has on her phone. And the little one is now, what, 15, 16 months? And she put the song on 
and it was instant this little one was playing and just went bed bed (laughs) and went to the bottom of the stairs opened the gate went to bed because as soon as she heard that song she's like yeah i'm ready for my nap i'm good you know and that's taken quite a lot of work but it's her association of knowing oh now it's time for nap time whereas they don't know unless we give them these little indicators that it's bedtime so it might be bedtime we dim the lights it might be that we play a certain you know music we do massage all of those sorts of things all help and this isn't kind of sleep training this isn't conditioning children this is just them you have to imagine you not being able to tell the time you not knowing the difference between day and night you don't know when you're needing to feed you don't really know when you need to sleep and this is your adult who you are completely connected to going okay here's here's where we sleep here's where we eat this is what we do and actually when it's really light we're awake when it's dark we're asleep they're very basic kind of obvious signs and what it does is our children go okay I don't have to be in this heightened sense of what's going on I know that when you sing this song to me it's sleep time I feel comfortable I like it And as they get older, it just becomes part of your routine. And very often, I've personally found that when they have that, they start to love sleep. And actually, you can't normally finish the song before they're trying to dive into the (laughs) cock. They're like, okay, I know Twinkle Twinkle and I know the the ending of this, so I just want to go to bed. But you've started it and you've got it there. So those, you know, creating those good sleep habits is mm-hmm. kind of a foundation that you can start from little and you can you know you do not have to put pressure on yourself to have your you know they can still wake in the night for their feeds and you know you do the feed you put them back down all of those sorts of things but if you have that wake up time and that bedtime it helps set your day and their day and starts to set that body clock and those start and end of the day times really throughout their life well until yep. they start to go throughout their life those don't really change do they so you know how your routine adapts and so you might have two naps a day you might have three naps a day and then you drop to two and then you drop to one mm. even although all of that's changing your morning and your evening i mean obviously you don't have to do this but that if you want to set some kind of routine, that those are the kind of things that don't yep. move, aren't they? They may move when you're dropping naps. So it might be that your bedtime comes earlier or you right. might find that the little one needs to go to bed later because they don't have as much sleep need. All those sorts of things. You might find they slightly adjust, but your routine to those, so the routine to waking in the morning and your routine to going to bed at night, if they stay consistent... It just means that it naturally falls in and that it naturally leads to them understanding that it's bedtime Mm -hmm. and it's sleep time. And, you know, the singing of the song prior to nap. Um, Another thing I would just say is when our babies are very little, actually, you know, when they're still napping, what we can sometimes do is have it that they'll be playing and because it, at the time it was sort of saying, oh, you know, they need to go down for a nap at 12.30, for example, they're playing and then all of a sudden they're like, right, bedtime, it's nap time. And we take them upstairs, 
pop them, you know, maybe change a nappy, pop them in the cot and they are a little bit wired and they don't settle particularly well. And that can be that it's just like, how do I go from playing to this? You just suddenly put me in a dark room or you put me in my cot and actually I haven't had wind down. And I would say, again, having slight little wind down periods prior to snaps. So it might be that if they are napping in their cot, you, you know, you go up, you maybe dim the lights, you might put some music on, you change a nappy, you might put their sleeping bag on and then you sing your verse of your song you say your you know good night phrase and then but it might just be that they need that little bit longer of a wind down before you pop them straight into their cot because we can have a tendency Mm -hmm. to think right it's sleep time and we expect them to just go out because you don't have those markers like the bedtime and the tea time do you when you've got a nap so it kind of yeah it kind of doesn't necessarily feel quite as natural does it no and so you um, might just need to and again you know some people use white noise some people mm. you know any of those sorts of things can help with triggering that it's sleep time and then we've got to talk about it because so many people um ask this question about this what happens when it all start it all feels like it's all going well the first four months you know you're kind of swimmingly you've got the child in inverted commas sleeping through the night you know all of those kind of things and then all of a sudden they start waking or they're not settling they take longer to settle and it just feels like all the hard work you've done is being undone and you know you're kind of at the end of your tether and you don't understand what's going on now a lot of people call this the four month sleep regression don't they mm-hmm. but you don't do you claire no what do you and call it it's sleep progression because mm. actually it's a really like good um it's a really good sign that your ch- baby's maturing and your baby's m- going into their next stage of you know maturity with their sleep but that can take some practice and so I just want to kind of say here, though, people, I think if you asked any of our parents, did we go through a four month sleep regression? I would probably put a considerable amount of money on the fact they're like, a what? Because (laughs) I don't think our parents even had a clue that there was such a thing. And did you with the twins? I think I just had no nothing <laughs> no no sense of any routine we you know the really hard thing is that I was that person you were talking about who really really wanted that structure to make mm-hmm. me know how my day was going but mm-hmm. like you said I had horrific nights and so if they were still asleep at seven o'clock there was no way I was waking them up because I didn't know all the stuff that you've just said you know, mm-hmm. I just thought, well, if they're still asleep, I'm leaving them asleep. And so, to be quite honest, I don't know what was going on. I don't, I couldn't yeah. honestly tell you if they regressed or they progressed or they were the same or whether it was getting worse <laughs> or better. I just know that it was not the best time in my life. <laughs> um, um, so, no, but, you know, I, I do know people, like you say, my mum would just have done what I did. 
she breastfed me when you know because she was able to and all those things she had no kind of routine no instinct well she probably kind of did have a routine because she wanted she needed to get me up because mm-hmm. you know they were going off and doing things and she needed me to go to bed because she wanted her evening you know I mean mm-hmm. like that that was and it yeah. wasn't but they didn't think of it like we do now because you didn't have that resource like she had nothing to look at I didn't have does. anything to look at with the twins no. either yeah, there's no like this, information like this. This is, and that slightly concerns me that people mm. edge towards the four month age bracket and they are anticipating this horrendous situation. Right. And it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be horrendous. Some people won't even notice. Babies will just naturally go through it. Some babies will maybe take a few days and you'll see a bit of a, maybe a bit of nap refusal, maybe very short naps. You might find a few wakings in the night. And then other babies might take, again, a bit longer. And I think it is something that's progressing. It is something that their sleep cycle that they start to develop now at this stage will see them through for you know this is how we naturally sleep so we're extending those sleep patterns and you'll start to see you know that they will start to do their deep sleep and then they'll start to go into light sleep they will they will be maturing in that way it just takes a bit of practice and a bit of support sometimes from their adults to help them with it um but i would say that this might be where some habits can come in out of just sheer desperation of getting sleep so that's when you might see you taking to things that you would have never have dreamt of doing because you just want to sleep and then you kind of get into the Mm -hmm. thick of it of actually this becomes a sleep association that then becomes a bit tricky to maneuver what I would say is there isn't a sleep association that you can't adjust or change or adapt if it's not working for you. It might take some time and it might take a lot of consistency and a lot of patience, but there isn't anything that can't be kind of resolved or worked on. But I think if you've put in some of the techniques that we've talked about, so the waking up at the same time every morning, the bedtime, the pre-nap routine, the the kind of pre-sleep routine, having a bit of a structure to the day of knowing about naps and those sorts of things, you can sometimes find that that actually transitions you through the four-month regression or progression, depending on how you talk about it, um, and it does make it much easier. But try not Mm -hmm. to read around and i would also say you could probably put into any search engine yeah, I w- a six month sleep regression and it'll tell you there is one seven month eight month 20 months i was just They've about to say them. that to you yeah because we had this the other day didn't we somebody yeah. was asking us you know my child's six months old are they going through the regression because like you know it, it we you know you google it like you say and you can any age it'll say but actually we kind of spoke to them a little bit didn't we and we learned mm-hmm. that this little one was 
learning new things you know he's about to crawl and you know he's yep. starting to wean and you know he's he's learning all sorts of things and so perhaps it, it was just that he was processing that in the night and it wasn't and in fact within two days it had settled it back down broken. again and actually yeah ha- was much better than it was before because he was going through mm. something and actually suddenly started to go longer in his sleep cycles and everything else oh and there was no indication at four months that anything was different so in fact they didn't go through that regression progression thing it because in fact that family very followed a very very natural pattern so he actually sort kind of sorted out his own routine and then they started to go okay that we're tuning into what he wants, what time he wants to go to sleep. So we'll now do a formal nap, as in, you know, he'll go somewhere darker mm-hmm. and we'll do the wind down. And I have huge admiration for people that can do that because I have to say there was, well, like I said, there was no kind of sense of any anything like that with me. And, and of course, if you have multiples, it's dip more difficult because you've got two babies you've got to tune into because they're not always going to be carbon copies no. of each other, you, you know. So you might have like one that is getting tired and the other one isn't. One's hungry, the other one isn't. So that's a really, you know, that's another mm-hmm. whole topic. But, um, you know, they were very, very natural about it. And he did. He fell into his own routine. And I mm-hmm. babysat for him the other day. And I did, you know, what she said in terms of, you know, putting him into a sleep suit, giving him a bottle, you know, calming, you know, taking him up, turning the light up, putting him down, saying goodnight. That was it. And he did yep. just talk himself. He chatted to himself a little bit and fell to sleep. But that's mm-hmm. because she's kind of naturally but done that's that. All, that's, an, that's a pattern. And anything mm. that you implement, um, to help with sleep so anything that you do so the song you sing or the putting on a sleep suit whether it's turning down the lights if whatever you do the routine needs to be easily replicated by anybody mm. you do not want to make it super complicated to the point where <laughs> the person who might be babysitting or someone who you know you're maybe a partner whether it's um someone who's coming in to support you know a friend whatever it might be if you have to write a big long list of what you have to do in all these little you know in minutiae detail it's gonna go wrong do you know what I've still got mine that I left and I wrote for my mum and my mum completely ignored it because it was so complicated she was like (laughs) why is this like to the minute so I've still got it in my little my little medicine box thing because it makes me laugh now because like you say it was so complicated (laughs) yep but I you know I was with a friend when their little one was much younger and they were in the thick of just not having sleep and they didn't really want to do any sleep Mm -hmm. work at this point and um I remember watching them get ready for bed the bedtime routine and I was watching it and thinking wow in my whole career I'm not (laughs) sure I've seen such a complicated bedtime but it was because this parent was in the absolute thick of sleep deprivation and it was getting to you know I've had people who have said to me when we've done sleep work with them if they wear these pajamas they sleep better and it's like okay 
So they just buy the same pajamas because they're like, yeah, <laughs> they're, they're they're what it's like. It's got nothing to do with pajamas. Um, but yeah, I was watching this sleep association kind of montage. I think is what I'd call it. And it was <laughs> then we do this whole, you know, we add this and then we do this and then it goes like this and then we have this and then we and. I, and in the end, I just went, please don't ask me to babysit at any point because I can't remember all that and I'm going to get it wrong. I was like, we need to simplify this. And um, mm-hmm. we pulled it right back. And actually, much simpler, much easier. Everyone can do it. And so it doesn't have to be complicated and it doesn't have to be super strict either. I think everyone talks about routine being really strict and the whole sleep training and that you babies have to learn how to self-soothe um or self-settle um and all of it self-soothing is you know a baby's never going to self-soothe because we don't typically self-soothe but we might we settle ourselves and our babies can start to learn those skills but they might need us there they might need our hand on their tummy or they might need us shushing them or they might be able to you know want to be able to see our faces at points all those sorts of things but it is just you know being aware that these what associations we create we have to be able to create when we put them to sleep for a nap for bed and in the middle of the night Mm -hmm. and so So what they go to sleep with they need to wake up and be able to replicate that so hence the kind of white noise not being turned off when you go to bed it needs to play all night yeah yeah and it doesn't yeah. need to be super loud and it no. might be but keep it simple it doesn't need to be complicated and follow what feels right for you mm-hmm. because what's right for one family isn't right for another mm-hmm. um and so there's no defined right or wrong way it's just what does work for you and there's always a few little tips like i personally wouldn't have light shows and mobiles when over a cot um because actually they're very stimulating and it's a little bit confusing because Mm -hmm. you're kind of wanting to settle them off to sleep and yet suddenly you're (laughs) you've got these things spinning around on top of your head and you're like you know as a baby watching it now you go to sleep with that and that's fine but if your baby wakes in the middle of the night where's it gone Where's the spinny thing? Yeah, where where's my where's my light show? You know, where's the planets mm. all on my ceiling? And and it's only because what you fall to sleep with is what you look for in the night. And so if you know probably the best way to describe it, if you go to bed with your pillow and your duvet and suddenly in the middle of the night, you know, if you do have a partner and they've taken the duvet, you're gonna wake up and be like, Where's my duvet? And then you grab the duvet. Yeah. But if you can't get the duvet back, you're going to wake up, and you're going to look for it, and you're going to want to know mm-hmm. where it, where's it gone. And so then you've really woken yourself up. And so our babies mm-hmm. are the same. They will look for what was there when they fell to sleep. And if you've got you know a full on light show going on, they're going to yeah, look for it's it. not no. And sometimes they can actually be too tired to go to sleep can't they if you've kind mm-hmm. of because sometimes people kind of think oh you know it's not bedtime yet or it's not nap time yet but then if they're absolutely exhausted and have been rubbing their eyes yep. for the last hour 
really yeah. you can't because you can miss a window can't you you can and you can just get but then we get to it sometimes you can get to the stage where you yeah like i'm so tired i want to go to bed you hang it out because you're doing loads of other things get to bed and you're wide awake because what you've yeah. done is you, it's all to do with your hormone releasing and basically your body's going well i'm exhausted i'm releasing my sleep hormone you then override that so the body goes right well hold on got to keep going so it'll release a hormone to keep you going and then you'll fight you get into bed and you're like right now i'm wide awake and i can't go to sleep Mm. and so it's also making sure that people don't feel that you know yes babies can get overtired children can get overtired um and keeping within a routine of some description but like you say if they're really tired and they need to go to bed half an hour earlier they go to bed half an hour earlier Mm. that's absolutely fine yeah because you Um, can do things like bringing lunch forward after if they've been you know you've 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 taken a baby to the swimming pool in the morning they're going to be even more tired than normal so you might give them lunch a little bit earlier see that's the kind of thing that i couldn't get my head around and i think if you are used to a routine you think to yourself Mm -hmm. god i'm going to mess everything up if i move it at all but actually that's not the case is it and actually if you get to a point where you've strung it out so long, the likelihood is you're going to have a tricky nap time or tricky bedtime mm. because, and then it's going to, it's not going to benefit anyone. Knocks because, on. Because, yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so have the confidence and always look at it. That's one day. The next day is a different day. So you might have a rough yeah. day with naps or a rough day with night because of whatever reason it might be. But the next day is a different day. If you, you can restart. Mm-hmm start again um and work on having you know putting other things in place but don't don't try too much at once and don't panic i think when something is going really badly wrong you can end up being or what you feel is really badly wrong you can panic and then you throw the kitchen sink at it chuck everything at it And then, and then there's babies there going, what are we doing? One minute we're singing a song, next minute we're rocking, next minute we're doing this, next minute I'm in a pram. No, I'm not. I'm back in my car. You know, and, and they're just going, what are you doing? And you are desperate. And I think it's so hard when you see a baby that needs to sleep. And you're there going, just go to sleep. Mm-hmm. I'd go to sleep if I had the opportunity. Just go to sleep. Why would you be awake? You really need to be asleep. And you can hear parents saying it to the baby yeah. like just go to sleep why why are you awake you're so tired um and again it's sort of looking at the stimulation levels um i was working with a family and they were they kind of took to using a bouncy ball you know like an exercise ball and this was how mm. they settled the baby but you're talking some serious bouncing so yeah they had great kind of core. thigh muscles and everything and core yeah afterwards. their core was like yeah yeah but actually what it was doing is yes it does settle because it's rhythmic but what it was then doing is quite stimulating because it's so much movement mm. and so you're there doing that for quite a while but then as baby got bigger and heavier and everything else it wasn't sustainable and then mm-hmm the family were in a situation where it's like this is what we know works but we can't sustain it because physically we can't keep (laughs) it doing it so what do we do 
and then it's sort of having to wean off those sorts of things that you know again like i said earlier you can absolutely do everything's possible Mm. yeah Mm-hmm. So, so maybe we should just summarise by saying we've got lots of blogs on the website, um, mm-hmm. pati- including one which is all about um, baby sleep, um, and then we've got them as children get older. Um, we've also got our guide to sleep, and of course, if you really feel that you need some one-to-one support um, mm-hmm. on sleep, we do do our parent consultations where we take you through all of those things that we've spoken about but they're tailored to your particular situation because as we all know and as we've already spoken about every situation is different people will be trying different things some people might have like I did you know two babies that you're trying to settle to sleep you know and like you said everything you also is might doable. be you know you may be a solo parent yes. and having to do it yourself yeah. and actually that's really you know it can be really tough if you're having to do mm. all of that yourself um it might be that you've got older siblings that you you know you're trying to do bedtime with two of them or it might be that you're trying to fit in the school runs and that's smack and you don't want the baby to wake the older one up either that's a really horrid thing isn't it for some people Mm -hmm. yeah um so there's lots of things that we you know we can we can help particularly with with the one-to-ones we can work Mm -hmm. really closely on yeah and and you know we've had some really good success rates with those as well you know mm-hmm. it's it's um it's one that as long as you're consistent actually it can be sorted <laughs> can't it you love that word don't mm. you Claire I love that word particularly and actually just think how much we love our beds and how mm-hmm. that's basically what we're trying to teach our babies to do eventually isn't it yep love just their love bed. their sleep oh yep. love their bed love their we sleep love yeah and that want is to go what to bed kind of, yeah yep there's no when i see a baby who's gone from not wanting to sleep well, it's not that they don't want to sleep that they, they just can't settle to sleep or whatever it might be and then suddenly you see this baby who's just like yeah get me in that cot and let me go to sleep just you know um i actually met one of the babies i was working with um on some sleep support um and it was a really challenging situation and then I actually got to have a cuddle with the baby and it was around the third nap time of third nap and I was cuddling uh and suddenly you could see the eyes going and I was like oh well done good girl you know when it's nap time and she was kind of drifting off and I was like wow she wouldn't have done this a while ago but she knew her body clock was working and that is such a great feeling from yeah when you can see two happy parents stood in front of but, you yeah. with a baby who's going to sleep that's just the best yeah because best she's feeling. Like, wow yeah. they're gonna get some sleep it worked it works yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh. well i think i hope that was useful to people because i know it would have been useful to me in the throes of it so mm-hmm. um please remember it doesn't last forever and soon you'll have teenagers who you can't get out of bed <laughs> yeah that that's mm-hmm. the thing and they go to bed late and they get up late they do yeah Yeah. (laughs) it doesn't last forever so um we'll see you next time thanks Thanks for listening that's everything for today thanks for listening if there's something you'd like us to talk about we'd love you to get in touch and let us know find us on facebook and instagram at bespoke family or head to our website the links are in our show notes 
Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss the next episode and please give us a rating or review if you like what you hear. We're Bex and Claire and we'll be back soon with another episode of Newborn to Team and everything in between. See you then. Bye.